Hello and welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast. In each and every one of these episodes, we're talking about things that matter because you matter. And I think each of us have individual things that we can bring to the table that make a difference in this world. And I know that a lot of us struggle, myself included. I struggle a lot and have struggled a lot with my mental health, with mental illness, with addiction. And over the years, I've learned things that have helped me get along better and I've been talking to a lot of people that work in the mental health space and just generally have interesting viewpoints on this stuff. So this whole show is about helping spread tools and techniques, especially practical ones that can really help you live a better life, live a more fulfilled life. And in this episode, we're gonna specifically be talking about pleasure and specifically the difference between short-term and long-term pleasure. Now, one of the main tenets that I'm interested in talking about here is hedonism. Hedonism is the pursuit of pleasure. It's defined as the pursuit of pleasure, sensual self-indulgence. So um, that doesn't, a lot of people assume hedonism refers to just sex or just um, drug use, but it really refers to anything that is kind of these surface level physical indulgences um, that make us feel good. Now, a lot of Western society has been centered around chasing this hedonism, chasing the idea of trying to fulfill all of our pleasures. And I mean, I'm not the one that thinks this, this is tons and tons of philosophers and mental health professionals throughout modern history in Western society has looked at this and said, this is the reason we're all so unfulfilled. This is the reason that people are committing suicide. It's at higher rates. The more a society gears itself towards these pleasures, the more stable we become where we're not surviving anymore, where we're you know, focusing on just kind of getting by and then indulging all of these pleasures. That is when people, that is when the suicide rate explodes. That is when um, deaths of despair, that term is tossed around a lot in the mental health space Instead of you know specifically talking about suicide, we're talking about deaths of despair, which are massive. The main things are drug overdoses and suicide, but also it could include heart disease where people are overeating over a lifetime because they're so depressed, they're so sad, they don't feel fulfillment. And a lot of us have experienced that in a lot of different ways. And me personally, I've definitely used outlets that you know are surface level pleasure to make me feel good right now so that I don't have to feel this pain and I don't have to deal with all of the stuff that's going on inside of me. But what I've learned is that that is just a pattern that will continue to repeat itself and leads to absolute misery eventually. Because you can, the thing with hedonistic pleasure, the thing with surface pleasure is that you build a tolerance to it. Over time, you need more and more and more and more and more of it before you're gonna feel anything and it's not sustainable. Eventually, you're gonna burn out on a certain thing and definitely you could jump between different pleasures, but I've been there and indulged just about as far as it'll go and plenty of other people have, I mean, Hunter S. Thompson's a good example, someone who just like really delved into like drug use and those kind of pleasures and eventually ended up killing himself. And you see this a lot throughout, you know, there's plenty of famous cases of this where these people that are celebrated as these like free heroes that just, go about life and just enjoy life to its fullest that end up killing themselves. And it's like, are they really enjoying life to their fullest if they end up killing themselves? Obviously not. They're running away from some core sadness inside of them and using these pleasures to try to cover it up is really what we're doing. Now it's hard. It's hard to make a switch from thinking about things in terms of how can I find pleasure? And the, the first step is obviously 
to notice that that's a thing. A lot of people aren't even educated on that this is a thing, that this is something that they should even think about because we're our society is so geared around these pleasures. But once, let's say you do realize that this is a problem and you kind of, your brain is immediately, because you're addicted to this, this pleasure, your brain's immediately gonna start finding reasons why you should continue this lifestyle. You should continue living like this. And some of the common reasons is that it makes a better story. I lived by that for so long. And yeah, I got a lot of really interesting stories. The thing is now that I'm trying to not identify myself as a drug user, as a someone that's chasing these hedonistic pleasures, I want to be more productive in society rather than destructive. I don't feel like comfortable telling those stories anymore. And kind of, they're just not interested. Like they lost interest to in me because they all kind of circle around the same thing. Oh, I got so messed up and I did this stupid thing. I got so messed up and I did this really cool thing maybe, but it would have been a more interesting story if I did it sober, especially because I'd remember more of the details and maybe I would have done it better. A lot of the most interesting stories that I have to tell are about the time that, you know, me and a bunch of friends went out in the woods and raised some money and, and paid a bunch of people to come make a movie with us out. And that's like one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, traveling the country in my car, like these things were things that happened because I was at least relatively sober. I wasn't totally sober when I was traveling, but like the cool parts of that were not me going to a bar and getting drunk. The cool parts of that were me climbing a mountain or camping at the Grand Canyon watching the sunrise. Those are much cooler stories than like, oh, I did this drug and I saw this this thing. And I do think maybe there is a place for, especially with psychedelics, spiritual experiences or um, cognitive enhancement, but that's totally different. I think a lot of us kid ourselves into thinking that's what we're doing when really we're just partying. So the idea that you're going to have better stories is just, you're going to have a much more interesting stories if you get out there and actually do things that are more long-term fulfilling than filling these short-term hedonistic pleasures. And B, you're gonna be able to tell it to more people. You're not gonna feel like you can't tell it to an employer, you can't tell it to whatever, and you're gonna feel comfortable when you're telling your grandkids about it because it's gonna be a cool story that anybody can relate to. And C, they're more productive stories. It's 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 things that you actually made a difference. You know, you did something that 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 helped society rather than just feeding off of the system. Now there's also the issue of how do you be social without it, you know, like uh, the way for me, it was like, well, at least I'm not being destructive because I'm connecting with other human beings and I am, you know, I shouldn't isolate myself, which is true. You shouldn't. But there's plenty of ways to meet and connect with people that don't include drugs and alcohol and sex. You can get involved in your community. You can, some of the best relationships that I've built, built have been through volunteering or through working on projects, like working on movie projects, working on art projects, whatever it is, music can connect people. There's an issue where like art and music has a tendency to be really closely connected to drugs and alcohol, but it doesn't have to be. You have to be really strong and be really aware of those things to, to avoid them. But uh, anything that you can find that is a productive, you're producing something, you're making something, you're making the world better, you're gonna find other people while you're doing that. And don't be afraid to connect with them. And don't be afraid to say, you know, like, let's just get lunch, let's eat, let's go for a hike. You know, these kind of things that can be positively fulfilling. And then you start building these relationships that are based on much more than just partying together. And I've lived both lives and I can tell you the latter is much more satisfying in the long run. And you still have, I have had higher peaks of happiness and joy to the point where I'm brought to tears sober than I ever have on alcohol or any drugs. And it's, you know, the, the pleasure comes also without those things. So 
it's very short-term thinking to think that those are going to bring you any kind of fulfillment. And I get it. I really get it. I, I still fall back into that trap quite often. And our whole society does all the time. So you're not alone. I'm not saying like there's something wrong with you. It's pretty natural. It's human nature to want to go after those things. But it's the higher self that if you're trying to achieve that, or trying to achieve a more fulfilled life, um, you're going to have to move past those hedonistic tendencies. And I think there's still a place for pleasure in a more well-rounded life. You know, I think there's still a place for occasional use of, of mind-altering substances for really profound religious experiences, not even religious experiences, spiritual experiences, or even just, you know, to, to get your mind to think different ways. Um, I think that you kind of have to go through a period like I'm in right now of just doing nothing because the tendency to fall back into overusing it is way too prevalent. Um, and the same thing with sex. Sex can definitely become an addiction. It can become compulsive. And you, you kind of start to, although you might be able to build up new and new pleasures for, by trying different interesting things, you're losing a lot of the connection that you would get if you were sober or you were more mindful in those experiences. Being like really beautifully connected with somebody in sex is a much more beautiful thing to me and pleasurable thing to me than getting drunk and having sex, you know, or, or just having sex with someone just for the sake of doing it, just because it's pleasurable. And I know I sound like a freaking Quaker <laughs> talking about this stuff, but it's real. I mean, and it's not because like God will shame you or someone will shame you. It's because, and I'm not even shaming you. I, I get it. But I'm telling you like over here on the other side, like it's fun and it's great. And like the, the positive feelings last way longer when they're not based on some kind of substance or based on some kind of physical pleasure because it stays with you and it's really deep and profound. So the takeaway is to really, I'm not saying drop any everything. Um, I've done that. I mean, I, I still have sex, but <laughs> I'm not doing it in a way that's just seeking the pleasure. It's, it's about connection. Also, there's pleasure involved in it, but I'm not drinking. I'm not doing any drugs. I'm trying to be conscious of whether I'm eating because I'm hungry and I need sustenance or I'm eating because I find it pleasurable. And it's not about necessarily abstaining from all pleasure, but not basing your entire happiness and your entire joy off of that thing. Because someday you're gonna wake up and realize you haven't built anything around you in life and the only thing you've been doing is, is feeding the now. Um, and I think the idea that the now is all that there is is kind of nonsense because future you is gonna have to deal with the consequences eventually of what you're doing now. He or she is gonna be really pissed if all you've been doing is overindulging. And it's all about balance. Everything in life is about balance. It's find a balance where I find I have to go really far in the other direction so that I can kind of level back out. Otherwise, I'll just easily tip back into that, that hedonistic pleasure. It's really just all about finding that balance where you can build stuff that will sustain itself and things that you can feel proud of later on and stories that are more interesting than the average, you know, story because you can do cooler stuff when you're not focused on the immediate pleasure, you know. Some kind of uh, delayed gratification causes some really amazing things to happen in life. So hopefully that, you know, helps you at least think about it a little bit more and maybe give you some counterpoints to the common reasons why someone wouldn't try to back off of so much uh, pleasure-based lifestyle, the being social, like you can totally be social without it. I think that a lot of our society just teaches us that that is what happiness is, is whatever the, the, the pleasure of the moment is. I think we're getting away from that. A lot of people, you know, 
are finally starting to realize that that is not a way to happiness. So we'll see. Hopefully this helped a little bit. And if you've taken anything away from this episode, please feel free to share it. Uh, that really helps spread this message to other people. Specifically, if you can share it to one person that you think this would be helpful for, that you think this would speak directly to, that is is the best way that we can help spread this message because one-on-one is really everything. It's kind of a, a balance of one-on-one and at scale. You know, I spend a lot of time focusing on this kind of stuff and working through this kind of stuff with individuals, people in my life or people that I'm trying to help specifically that I think you know are struggling, people that reach out to me. I really do my best to help as many people as I can. Obviously time is a constraint and that's why something like this is powerful because this allows you know, at least to spread some surface level messages that can spread further, make this positive message a little bit louder, make these ideas a little bit louder to lead a more fulfilled life. If you do share it with someone, you can go to craigandzana.com slash podcast and take a screenshot of you wherever you share it and enter it into the contest there. We give away a $20 Amazon gift card for every new episode every week. Um, when we're doing multiple episodes a week, we'll do one a week. I can't afford to do one per episode. I wish that I could. Maybe someday we will, but right now it's once per week. We're giving away that $20 Amazon gift card and a book recommendation, but you don't have to buy the book. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, so yeah, go out and spread this message to someone who needs it and we will um, see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.